Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Dribble podcast. Or should that be the Wizards of YYY? The files of Dribble? <laughs> the YYY Wizards of Dribble files? Ah, oh, who knows? Anyway, it's a long overdue crossover episode for this podcast as we shake hands, metaphorically of course, social distancing and all that, with the host <laughs> of your other favourite Stoke City podcast, Ben Rowley. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Uh, yeah, I've I've self-quarantined myself for the, the, uh, the next hour or two hours or so depending on how long we talk for um yeah i'm excited this you're right this has been a very long time coming uh i know that you've been on my podcast before to talk about your experiences but you're coming on this time as a wizard uh and obviously i'm on here for the first time as a why why wire yeah um there's not a nice term for me at the moment like there's plenty of nasty terms for me that go around <laughs> but uh yeah no it's it's very nice to be on wizards for the first time um having why 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 about yeah uh, a filer we'll get, maybe a filer. filer oh yeah i mean, I mean that that does sound dull doesn't it being a filer a ricardo like filer. An apprentice job at work oh yeah 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 we'll go with that <laughs> yeah. let's maybe not uh pull at that thread too far um <laughs> yes uh so it is a bit of a weird one we're still perhaps uh, maybe not sure how it's gonna work exactly but we're just gonna give it a go and see what uh, delicious content comes out of our content machines um but uh well usually uh this point on a weekend or maybe on a sunday uh, i'd be sitting uh around my laptop with uh ben Cartwright or Chris or Tony, uh, sometimes yourself or Tom Thrower, and we'd be talking about uh, the football Stoke City had played on the weekend. But alas, uh, due to circumstances beyond anyone's control, it seems at the moment, uh, the season has been postponed until uh, at least April, but maybe even further, we don't know. Uh, So maybe this just gives us a nice chance to reflect a little bit on uh, Stoke City at the moment. Do you think there's a sort of this is probably the happiest we've been since we've come down in terms of how the fans feel about the club? Um, quite possibly. I think in terms of if we're taking hope out of the equation, I think there were so many Stoke fans that were so hopeful under Rowett particularly because uh, we thought we'd bounce straight back up. Um, we had supposedly one of the best managers in the league. We definitely had one of the best squads absolutely the most expensive squad and everyone and their mother expects us to go up um so it's it's fantastic under michael o'neill right now in fact the the stats and i think the eye test show that this is the best that stoke have been since we've been relegated um in terms of hope though like where where do we go from here like we said under Jones, when he come in, that we'd be in playoffs or whatever. Well, I did anyway. I said <laughs> I did a, a a preview for Brentford, and I said that we'd finish second this season. Uh, so I'm not going to go down that road again. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen under Michael O'Neill next season. Part of me doesn't want to think that because I am enjoying what's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, but this is the happiest I've been in in the present moment as a Stoke fan since we've come down. But hope wise. Who knows, I guess. It is Stoke after all. Yeah, I remember predicting, I think, 11th on the Wizards preview. And I think I should stop just making predictions at all now because (laughs) 11th now looks like wildly optimistic. And, uh, God, if if we end up getting 11th this season, there should be an open-top bus and a statue of Michael O'Neill 
to be honest, because <laughs> we'd have to do something incredible to to do that if indeed the season actually finishes, which is a, oh, a, a such a bizarre situation. But um, yeah, uh, so uh, football not really top of people's agendas right now. I I do agree. I think certainly the the eye test and and just like we score like more than three goals we score more than two goals in games from time to time and yeah. it's by no means perfect we are massively capable of throwing a huge wobbly as like games like derby away prove but it's just nice to be a kind of quote unquote normal championship club and i said that after rowett left that okay we're not going to go do a Man City of the Championship and buy our way out of the league. That can't happen anymore. And so I would settle for us being a side that is entertaining, a side that can uh, produce really good performances. Maybe isn't uh, a top-of-the-league challenging side, but is a side you look forward to going to see on the weekend, which hasn't happened in a long time. And it's nice to turn up at games and think, oh, we, we could get three or four today or just look at another team and think wow they are markedly worse than us we we can really hammer them uh, which is very very rare but um yeah so it, it's a it's the optimism's there uh i don't know i yeah i don't really want to think about next season it's well it seems much further away now than it did last week anyway i just want progress next season Mm. not necessarily playoffs or challenging for promotion as great as those would be I just want us to kind of uh, see I would just want to see how Michael O'Neill can build this team in his own image when he's maybe got a few more of his own players in when we've uh, scraped those last few barnacles off the uh, side of the ship but yeah it's a it's an interesting time anyway and uh, it's nice to have a manager that the fans trust Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you just said then about, you know, I don't expect much for next season, and I said the same. I think that will only work in Stoke's favour. You know, since we've come down, we were expected to do well by, well, the the club set their own standard, uh, the fans followed, and so do the media. And we have never done well under pressure from or scrutiny from anybody. From anybody else, like when when we got promotion or FA Cup finals or Europe, nobody saw us coming, mm. um, and I think that that's possibly could be the case again. I'm not going to say what we're going to do next season because who knows? We could uh, we could properly do a Sunderland. It's been coming, uh, but I just I I can't see that happening, and that's a good thing. I it'll be nice to go into a season with the pressure off. Genuinely, I think the the media are going to ignore us. Uh, the teams that seem to be coming down, uh, if they do, of course, come down, depending on how the league uh, plays out this season, uh, whether teams from the Premier League stay up or whatever, um, they're quite good. <laughs> like West Ham mm. are down there, and if they come down, I I fully expect them to bounce straight up, back up, and the media will be on them instead. Uh, so this could be a time. To properly get excited about, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, West Ham won't be coming down if Karen Brady has a way anyway. So um, oh, that's a good point. maybe not something to worry about just yet. Um, <laughs> so the reason this is a, a, a crossover episode and not just me and you having a chat about about Stoke, uh, Stoke's performance on the weekend is 
A, because there was no performance on the weekend, and B, because, <laughs> uh, like you said, this is the first time uh, on the podcast you've been uh, a, f- a fan media mogul. Um, mm. You've you've joined the uh, rostrum of content creators, and you're, you've uh, uh, built another Stoke City podcast that is uh, quite some way different to ours and other Stoke podcasts, so... Uh, for the uninitiated, Ben, why don't you give us a short, a short history or short uh, overview of what your your podcast is all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for anyone that, that, that doesn't know, I've been doing sort of fan media for a little while now. I did four, two, three, one Stoke back in the day. Yes, uh, I yeah, exactly. Um, Bearpit TV. I was with them for I think three years. That was really good time. Been on this podcast before a number of times. Uh, written in Dot Magazine. Been on Sky. Um, all of them were great, but I had the sort of idea blubbing away for years, really. Um, i never seen anybody else do it from any club, um, and it confused me as to why, because uh, I, I just thought it was a good idea, but I, you know, me being uh, a, a uni student, I guess, during those times where I was doing fan media, I didn't really know how to execute it, but being through these fan media channels like yourselves and Bear Pit and what have you, I, I got the confidence to be able to go, you know what, I can do something on my own. Um, so uh, the YYY files are Stoke City stories and they're told by you, Stoke fans. Um, essentially the idea is I interview Stoke fans about their journey, experiences and relationships with Stoke City. Um, I welcome any fan of any age, any location in the world, uh, any background with any story to share, pretty much. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things on there. Uh, mainly, it is about Stoke, obviously, um, and it's about their favourite memories, uh, how they got into following Stoke in the first place, uh, what the club means to them today. Um, but we have a tendency to sort of digress. Um, each story is unique. Uh, we've talked about family and football. We had a father and son on once, uh, Rupert and Simon Goff, that was really good. Uh, Tony Lloyd, of course, member of this house, um, talks about his mental health on there uh, and his OCD. I thought that was really interesting and how Stoke has uh, managed to dampen the the symptoms of his condition, I guess. Um, loads of fans that follow Stoke from afar, as I know we're going to get onto later. Uh, we talk about social media. Uh, supporting more than one club. We had a guy called Lewis, uh, 18-year-old. Uh, he decided to follow Stoke after picking them out of a match attacks book, wow. I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's born and lives in Coventry. Um, so through sort of going to games there, he was also a Coventry fan. And, and it's just stories like that. And every single one is different. And... And I just love it, and I don't know why this hasn't happened before. From as far as I'm aware, any club, um, and yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, I, I just wanted to do it. I, I, I just wanted to sort of. It, it took a lot. It took a lot of planning. I spent like six months trying to figure out how to get it done, and a lot of logistics. You know, these are people that that have never podcasted before. Mainly, they volunteer themselves, um, but but it's nice. It makes it more raw. I think. Yeah, that that's what I always uh, tell myself about Wizards when uh, ever, uh, 
whenever there's sort of a editing cock oh well it'll be it'll be a lot more raw it's proper podcasting it's not like bloody peter <laughs> peter crouch podcast with your you know bbc money coming in and all the rest of it um yeah yeah, yeah. but it is a really is a really good idea and it's i think what i like about a lot of uh football content to use that word is a kind of like sense of social history about it so some of my favorite things are uh talking to fans about their experiences whether that's like a sort of uh copper 90 documentary on youtube or um the other podcast i I sort of used to run uh along with ben cartwright uh who are you where we'd go to games and, and talk to fans about their club and their experiences in a in a slightly different way in a sort of a documentary format. But I, I always love just uh, talking to, you know, random blokes in pubs and like, not always blokes, but sorry, generally blokes um, <laughs> and, um, and, and, and getting their stories out of them. I think before that, even I had an idea of, of like doing a quite similar thing to why 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 files, but like doing it on a club by club basis and mm. that's sort of f- fed into the documentary format of Who Are You, which uh, Ben Cartwright turned into an actual good podcast with proper <laughs> you know, sound quality and things. Um, but I had this sort of idea in my head of like speaking to uh, an Everton fan about his life following them one week and then speaking to a, a Total Network Solutions supporter the next week and... Um, I think logistically that would have been very, very difficult. But um, what the YYY files has done is is kind of uh, centre that all around Stoke. And you, like, like you said, you get a sort of varied mix of people on. People want to talk about different things. People have got different passions, either related to Stoke or um, or passions that Stoke have help, helped to uh, sort of develop, like uh, someone like Topher Knowles, for example, maybe. Um, mm. And just how we interact with our club is, is, is unique to each of us, I suppose. Um, so you said you'd, you'd had that idea of doing it for a while. A question I had is sort of what makes us want to do these things? Uh, because neither of us, I'm assuming, uh, have radio experience or a particular, you know, huge, uh, no uh, sort of knowledge and skill set in audio production or uh, we're not professionals are we yeah exactly yeah so what what makes us want to do these uh these amateur projects and and what kind of is there even an end game in mind is it just the, the fun of doing them because whilst it i think for for me it was the fun of the fun of doing it has sustained doing wizards uh, throughout all this time you don't start a podcast realizing how fun it's going to be that you don't know what it's like until you do it so i wonder what what single thing makes you think that it's a good idea cool um i you asked me this before the show you like you sent me what you're gonna ask me um and there's there's sort of four reasons i think why i want to do this four very different reasons i think i wonder Um, if any of them uh match mine because uh like exactly, like, like, like say, this could be quite interesting. Yeah, I I can imagine they will. Uh, I'll 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 read out the one or two that I think will uh, be the same. Um, one wanting to contribute to sort of Stoke City and Stoke on Trent, you know, seeing other fan outlets do it, um, having been part of it myself, and there's there's just that sense of 
community and fighting spirit um and and just building towards something that's what it's like that that's how we feel as a 12th man in the stadium we're fighting towards Stoke City getting three points and it's almost the same you know Stoke City is their own entity but but they're they're boosted by this horde almost of of fan media that surrounds them and I think it's fantastic and and it's so broad and so varied and I wanted to pitch my idea into that um and I know that's something that you did as well you know the there wasn't a Stoke City podcast um and 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 I know that you were doing fan media for a long time before that as well so it's it's sort of filling that void you said before that when you were doing four two three one Stoke, there wasn't any quality Stoke writing probably other than the the I'm I'm gonna call them professional media outlets. So mm. I I can sympathise when you are on that level. I'm sure that's one of your reasons. Yeah, it, I, I I think that the sort of the sense of community uh, is is part of it. Although I never really felt sort of part of fan media as a thing i didn't really think of fan fan media as a thing when no yeah when, when i started doing it I, I i'd written the odd thing for duck and and 43 and stuff but I, that, that was just like a a fun thing to do every now and again and i didn't really until i properly started this uh appreciate sort of uh what everyone else has been doing what uh bunny and smudge and uh, uh the bear pit guys and all the rest of it i didn't sort of see it as a sort of collective thing i just saw it as various different uh channels if you like and mm. so um i i thought like maybe a bit of ego or it'd be great if actual stoke fans listened and then uh, there was a community around the podcast but then you sort of realize there is a huge overlap huge sort of um venn diagrams like we so both of us have been on uh, this podcast and written for Duck and met so and so and spoken to so and so and been for a pint with X and kind of all that sort of um, all that sort of crossover, which, which I suppose is culminating in this crossover episode. But um, yeah, it's it's just a, a really really nice sort of uh, sort of blob of activity going on, which I perhaps didn't really appreciate before I started. No, uh, yeah, that's very true. Um, I I understand what you mean about not necessarily wanting to join the the fan media horde. Did I call it? Um, it 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 was more of like the 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 doing something for Stoke City, and and I know that's something that we're going to come on to later. But you know, we're not living in Stoke currently. You've you've never lived in Stoke, mm. so it's it's sort of fighting towards that cause. Um, but there were another couple of things when we. Uh, for me and that's probably more related to my specific podcast i guess um one being i love hearing fan stories genuinely like the the conversations i like to think i have on the yyy files are um ones i'd have in the pub with people that that i'd met down at the ground like how did you get involved with stoke what do you think about the way it's run um what was your favorite moment like the conversation starters and yeah yeah I guess the motivation for me was they're they're wasted in a pub almost they're they're much more valuable presented for everybody else to hear and I think some stories are so great and and the ones I've had certainly live up to that um and and other people seem to like it as well um another one of mine was I 
I'm a creative bloke. Uh, my job is a designer. Uh, I'm a product designer. Um, so I've, I've always had that creative flair. Sometimes the job doesn't uh, bring that out so much. I'm, I'm a design engineer, so there's a lot of um, uh, maths and manufacturing and all that boring stuff that goes with the job. So having a sort of creative spark ongoing in my background that's something very different to what I do is necessary. Um, and then the last one for me. Um, so I have always, since being a child... Um, suffered from a stammer always um it's it's got much much better over the years um but it i don't know maybe when i was sort of before 10 or 11 i couldn't really string a sentence together without falling over myself um and and over the years through sort of confidence building experiences um i got much better i i'm able to speak as i am now and i'm very grateful for that um and I've got this almost drive and motivation to beat that in a way. Like a lot of people wouldn't do a podcast generally because they're scared of putting their voice on the internet or what, or what have you. Um, so I can't imagine how most people with a stammer must feel. But I guess it's sort of showing the life that Hand has dealt me, who's boss. Like it's like it's not the the hand you dealt; it's how you play it. Mm. And yeah, I, it's it's just something I wanted to do. Just to, just sort of prove to myself and others that you you can just sort of beat this stuff if you really want to yeah that, that's a that's a really really sweet reason and it's a bit odd for me uh to sort of uh, think of uh myself uh three or four years ago before this podcast started and think oh i actually put my voice out there on yeah. a weekly basis and people <laughs> actually listen to it because I think everyone has the experience of uh, when they first hear their voice back on a recording, that oh my god, do I sound like that? Oh, it's nasty, uh, yeah, isn't it? I, it's nasty, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm I'm sort of at a stage where I will listen back to my own podcast and not just cringe inside at how I sound. Um, mm. And that that took a while to build up. So it's a it is so strange to me um, as someone who does this now and. As you can tell, I'm not a professional broadcaster in any sense. I'm not, I'm not even close to like a professional standard or even semi-professional standard as a broadcaster. But then I think, again, uh, bringing it back to that word raw, I think people do appreciate and understand that. They appreciate this isn't a uh, Guardian Football Weekly podcast or anything like that. They know when they hear me, Chris and Tony... Uh, talk that it's it is again like you say a conversation that you would have down the pub it does get silly it does get off piste but <laughs> at the end of the day most conversations if if the people involved like each other most conversations do do that and we, we find the humor in things and so I always thought that if I was going to contribute to fan media or or do a stoke thing either as a hobby or as a job, it would be writing. It it would be mm. writing a, a fanzine or um, writing for a newspaper or something like that because that was sort of my big interest uh, around the time. Well, it, it's been a big interest for a while. I, I'd spoken to you about my um, Stoke City Chronicle of oh, the yeah. 04 05 binary season. I, I wrote a <laughs> short match report for every single game and I've still got that uh, back at my parents' house. And and I always thought 
it would it would be writing it wouldn't be actually putting my voice out there and and have people listen to it and because I, I i always thought like the thing would be when i did a podcast is my voice would be criticized people are like, oh i don't like the sound of your, of your voice mm. uh haven't had that yet okay people will do now ironically <laughs> but um I, I I thought the the criticism of it would come from either how I sounded or me not having a, a pottery accent and people mm-hmm. would think, oh, you're not a real Stoke fan, rather than the actual content of what I was saying, which is probably the, the most important thing. So it it is... I'd, I'd never thought I'd do something like this, and I'm so glad I've, I have. Um, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, you've, you've, you're definitely in the same boat as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, if you'd have asked me, I don't know, when I was sort of late teens, would I be doing a podcast? Well, one, I'd have been saying, what's a podcast? Because like, they weren't a thing, really. <laughs> but but sort of two, like, yeah, I've, I'd like to think that I've come a long way. And I think that, because uh, you've been on the YYY Pals and you said how far you've come, uh, getting more confident in yourself and being able to think on your feet more and project your thoughts better. Um, and mm. I think I've done the same thing, um, and I and I think it's that that everybody should try to do. Everybody should try to better themselves, and and it's a great way of doing it. This um, you asked for whether there was an end game to all this. Um, for me, no, because one, there's there's millions of Stoke fans out there. So as long as they keep coming then I'm not going to run out. Um, I think I'll be long gone by, by the time I interview every Stoke fan. Um, and two, that, that that sort of progress of bettering yourself and bettering what I do, um, I'd, I'd like to think will not hit a stop. Like, you'd like to think it'll carry on. If if I was to stop, it'd be for, for personal reasons, most likely. Uh, but there, there's so much more I want to do with this. There's, there's things I want to achieve. Um, I... I don't think it'd be any secret that I'd, that I'd love to interview a player or a manager or a member of staff or, or a really high-profile Stoke fan. Um, there's there's certain things I want to do w- w- without giving an awful lot away because I don't know how I want to do it myself. Um, but but not just talking about Stoke City, but Stoke-on-Trent too. Um, I think the area gets a lot of bad rep and I don't think I've uh, done well to dismiss that myth Back when I was younger, I was like when I moved away to uni. I, I always said, "Well, I'm from Stoke. I'm disadvantaged compared to the rest <laughs> of you." Um, but that's that's not true. Like, look at how well so many people have done from Stoke, and and I think it's worth celebrating sometimes. And yeah, I want to be able to try and move in that space as well. Um, so end game, no, I don't know about you. I don't know how Wizards is going to. Uh, implode in an end game at some point i hope it doesn't because i keep i i i still listen to wizards every single one i don't i don't miss a one haven't missed any that you're coming up to 200 now aren't you um so yeah i certainly wouldn't miss a single one and i'd i'd be good if it stopped yeah it's it's a bit of a, a strange situation because um like i say we are coming up to 200 episodes and uh God knows how how far away episode two hundred will be now with the with the season pausing <laughs> and uh, I don't know how we're maybe gonna fill uh, these uh, coming weeks but we'll we'll think of something hopefully um, and it is a bit of a strange situation because I am sort of uh, st- taking a significant step back from the podcast but I've I'm still sort of got high hopes for it and still got ambitions for it so um, 
I I think I'm someone who like I have loads of ideas, but then only two or three out of a hundred will actually be seen through in any way properly. Mm. Um, and so there there've been a few sort of abandoned series and abandoned projects along the way, which I don't regret trying, and I don't regret uh, sort of having the idea in the first place. But maybe it, it maybe took a bit more planning because I'm I'm sort of um, someone who needs to rush something out perhaps and and just uh, hoist an idea up the flagpole and see if anyone salutes it kind of thing. But it, I, I still want Wizards to grow in however you define that. Not really in terms of listeners, because I, I gave up on listeners being a sort of metric to judge it by uh, a long time ago, because I, particularly when the Bear Pit podcast launched, I was like... Okay, they got more listens than us on that episode, but we got more listens than them than them on that episode, and <laughs> then you sort of go a bit mad, and then you sort of overpromote it, and uh, you sort of become obsessed with uh, how many people listen rather than the actual quality of uh, show you do. So mm. I still want it to grow, and I'm no doubt it will grow because uh, the people who've uh, come forward in wanting to do things, uh, the kind of people who were doing it already um i'll just be sort of like guiding from afar in a sort of director of football sense rather than uh, being in amongst it every single week and i think (laughs) i think listeners might appreciate that as well so i still want like us to do to do a great interview with a former player or something or us to reach 200 500 episodes um and i want to do like the side projects like the stoke city years that we've been doing or and still keep uh, the Patreon thing uh, going as a means of sort of not only sort of sustaining uh, myself as someone who's put X amount of time into it and getting a tiny bit of, you know, financial reward, bit of beer money for it, but as as something maybe if that really grew and grew, we could branch out into uh, charity projects or uh, use that to fund, uh, you know, something even bigger like... I don't know if it worked, but like a live show or something, or have a live Q and A with someone. Or so the the ideas are still there. I'm just not gonna be uh, sort of uh, chatting every single week necessarily because um, because of like like I say, life gets in the way, real life gets in the way. But it's it's still so much fun to do. It's it's finding the time to uh, dedicate to it because it's not just the hour long chat we have. It's the uh, hour you spend editing and then the half an hour you spend making the image and putting it out on social media and interacting with people and, and preparing for it as well so um, whilst whilst it's it's so great and um, it's still so much fun I think it is a similar situation to you, we, we have those those hopes and dreams for it but uh, there is no sort of end game, I'm not I'm not trying to topple Peter Crouch's empire. I just want uh, people to still enjoy it and still be sort of a relevant thing that people listen to. Yeah, I completely agree. Something that you said, like, you you don't care about how many listens you get. Like, I think um, on, on my podcast, I mine's in the low hundreds, and I'm completely okay with that because 
there's there's people on Twitter, there's people that sort of somehow recognise my voice or have seen my face on my personal Twitter profile or something, and they'll and they'll come up and say like I love this podcast. It gets me through my night shift or it gets me through my day. Um, I I really want to get involved and I'm and I'm so thankful that it's there. So it's not the quantity of listens that I'm bothered about because you can you can generate a big audience through doing social media by by doing clickbait posts or whatever like it's it's not about that for me it's not a business i i don't intend to make any money from this like i certainly haven't i i've certainly lost um much more money than i intended doing this um tell me about it yeah exactly but but it's it's the quality of the listeners and i don't mean that in terms of their personality i mean that in in how much they they love it yeah and it's so rewarding it really is just to hear someone say that thing that you made that you do i love it and I, i'm so thankful for it that's that's what i'm after and like the the reason why i i think we like to create new passion projects is because a to sort of test that boundary and like okay you like this do you like this um and b well <sighs> these sort of things are going to get old and you almost want to refresh those people going, okay, you've heard 400 episodes of this. How about something new to try? Uh, yeah. It, and I know certainly what, what you mean about um, the, the behind the scenes of that, you know, episodes of this are typically an hour, maybe half an hour episodes of my podcast, are like two hours uh for editing because i'm i'm such a <laughs> you're about to ask him um, the worst parts of doing the pod uh for, for me one of those is editing because i'm such a perfectionist and i will listen to every single minute of that podcast back and take out every pause every um every r- repetitiveness of the things i say maybe that's because of my stammer i don't know that's the beauty of editing i could just remove it <laughs> um but <sighs> Yeah, it, it's a lot of work behind the scenes, but at this point in my life, I'm grateful for it. I I need something to keep me going, something stimulating. You know, like I'm I'm not a Netflix binger or hmm. anything like that. I, I I like to sort of do and contribute. Like you can get real deep and say like you've only got one life, use it or something. I don't know. Don't don't sit there wasting away appreciating someone else's content. Make your own, make your own mark, and that I I guess that's part of why I do the. The, the professional job I do as a designer making your mark and I'm sure you can empathise with that as well you know, like like having your stamp on the world while you've got your shot at it yeah um, and it's as you were mentioning uh, earlier in the podcast about how sort of the, the, pod, the podcast helped you develop that sense of confidence and um, another thing I never thought I'd do a few years ago would be teach and mm-hmm. I, I'm like I talk in front of groups of people for a living now and just the the idea of that more so than the actual uh, interest in teaching itself the idea of talking in front of groups of people for a job uh, would have been something I'd have been like are you joking me that is that is completely <laughs> not me at all um but yeah you, you sort of mentioned uh uh best and worst bits of, of doing the podcast and um what, what one thing that just happened today was I listened to the the football ramble which is a very very good solid football podcast I, I, mm. I listened to it more sort of in the early days before even podcasting really took off with I think most people cite serial as being the sort of podcast that made podcasting mainstream um, but the football ramble has been running for 10 12 years I think mm. and 
I think back in the day it was really really funny because it had that sort of raw blokes down the pub feel to it and then it sort of became a bit more serious and it's still a good listen I think um mm. but now it's got super real professional they've got their own sort of podcast company and their own studio and they've got actual radio presenters well they have become actual radio presenters now uh, through doing it and the episode I listened to today left in about five minutes worth of stuff that shouldn't have made it in so <laughs> so um you yeah they're talking and then you hear one of them go ah oh, oh, for god's sake um and then they they leave the room to go so, sort something out and then come back in and then it's like all oh, right shall we pick it up from uh that line mm-hmm. and then you hear them say the lines again and then they do the laugh again to the last funny thing someone said <laughs> and so it was just a real peek behind the curtain of yeah um trying to you know of how a professional podcast now works and yeah. um but even they aren't prone to that sort of editing gaff so i'm i'm less hard on myself when that happens i do my self-conscious thing is i will clip out erms a lot because i do go erm yeah. a lot and it's something i've not um, the, the see, there see, see now I'm just I'm just noticing it. Now. Uh, <laughs> it's just really, really annoying to hear yourself back and be like, "Oh God, I do say erm a lot." And mm. the, there's nothing I can modify about the way I speak, but I can make it ten percent less annoying for the listener by trying to cut that out as much as I can. And yeah. then you just notice the weird verbal ticks you have. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I said uh, to Chris last time we met up that his uh, pronunciation of goodness is pronounced, uh, he says it goodness. He said, oh my goodness me. <laughs> and I can't say the word yesterday properly in normal conversation. I always say yesterday. So uh, you, you, you notice things about your accent and stuff, which is, is quite interesting actually as a sort of, um, from a maybe psychological point of view. But before we get on to sort of best and worst bits of doing these respective podcasts, uh, one subject we are going to talk about is the fact that certainly this podcast, I, I've noticed it happen, but it's it's come up quite a lot in your podcast in that the people you speak to on YYY Files, I think quite a sizable proportion, if not a majority, aren't even from Stoke themselves. And so what is it about these podcasts that attract the non-Stokey Stokey. Um, you know what? We've talked about this a lot on YYY, actually. Um, as you say, I I would agree with you that I believe the majority of guests on my podcast are not from Stoke. Uh, there's some that aren't even from this country, and I think that's fantastic. You know, like I interviewed one guy, uh, Aaron. He lives on the other side of the world in Australia. And I, I, I just think that's fantastic how the Stoke fans over there that's so passionate that are willing to... He... <laughs> um, I woke up... No, sorry. I I was... I think it was 9pm at night I was up. Uh, for, so for the time difference for him, obviously being sort of 12 hours, um, he woke up at 8am in the morning um, and sat in his car for two hours talking about Stoke. And the fact that there's people who are willing to do that on the other side of the world over a, a club that's relatively insignificant about a sport that doesn't really matter. I mean, look at what's happening in the world today. If there's something really important, they'll stop it. 
Um, <laughs> but I, the reason, I think, is sort of the reason why we're doing what we're doing right now. Um, I don't live in Stoke anymore uh, for professional reasons, and as I said, and as most people you know, you're not from Stoke. Um, it's it's that detraction from talking about Stoke to other Stoke fans because there aren't any, mm. um, and you've got to look for other methods of expressing yourself. Uh, for a lot of people, that's on Twitter. Um, I I know there's a very hearty majority of people on Twitter uh, that follow Stoke that aren't from Stoke. Um, and and there's fair reason for that for the reasons I've just described I think um, I guess being inspired by other fan outlets and wanting to do it themselves I think as well like for me in my case I I seen how Wizards was built up I seen how Who Are You was built up I seen how Bear Pit was built up in Duck Magazine and it's it's things like that and saying like look you don't have to be local and i'm and i'm sure it's the same for the people i'm not going to speak on behalf of them but i'm sure that's the case for people who sort of speak on why 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 they think well this person's done it why can't i um you know don't have to be stoke city born and well you don't have to be stoke born and bred you just have to be stoke city born and bred i guess um but yeah i i think the main source is probably the fact that for a lot of people podcasts like this um maybe articles from the sentinel um are their only means of getting stoke city content so they either listen to it and get involved or they they get involved by making it themselves i guess yeah it is that sort of sense of connection to stoke city as well like you say when when you're not surrounded by stoke fans at, at work or in your social life then you do find yourself wanting to talk about Stoke a hell of a lot more than perhaps you would and again as a sort of connection to the area um, not being from the area I, I, I love Stoke on Trent I love I love the people I love uh, sort of the, the uh, sort of quirky culture and sort of the accent and all the rest of it but I've be I've not done sort of stuff about the area because it would feel inauthentic from me uh to sort of to do that i i want i want to celebrate the area but i I would much rather hear bunny for example talk about stoke-on-trent than attempt to talk about it myself because i've not actually lived there so and so but being sort of something that people in stoke-on-trent know about and listen to is great and I, i i like feeling that sort of uh, connection to somewhere even though I've I've never called it home it it sort of feels like that sometimes um but but that's 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 the big thing is sort of that sense of connection that that being a, being closer uh to your club I don't know sort of spiritually or emotionally despite the sort of geographical distance we'll move on uh to our sort of best and worst bits of doing the podcasts um, I feel like we already will already be aware of our own favourite bits because these are the bits we we uh, shout about and, and tweet about and do all the rest of it. Um, but let's start with sort of our worst memories, our worst moments, the worst things about uh, doing this, or or even maybe just following Stoke in general. What what has been the sort of uh, the negative aspects? Oh. 
if you're talking worst moment, um, and I know fully that you're going to sympathise with this one because I know that you've done it as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I interviewed Nigel Johnson. I was very lucky to have done that. Um, and he was an absolutely sterling bloke. You know, he, he talked so well and for so long about Stoke. Um, and he, he invited Mar- he invited me around to his place. Um, we talked about Stoke. I recorded it on my laptop, as I do every time. Um, and I left. And I got home, went to edit the uh, the footage back pretty much instantaneously because instantaneously, I was so excited. Um, and the footage was pretty much unusable. It was corrupt. It was something that was <laughs> uh, my fault on my part, but something that I... It's just a software thing that I wasn't aware of, um, and it was pretty much unusable. And I had to call him back and go, I'm sorry, you know that massive conversation we had? Uh, Yeah, no one's going to hear it because because the footage is just dead. Um, Luckily, he said, "Um, don't worry, it's okay. You can come back tomorrow and we'll do it again. Um, And we did. He he spoke about Stoke again, um, and perhaps it was even better. It was fantastic, Um, but worst moment was definitely feeling that oh my god, I've just let this bloke down who's who's been so kind to give up his time when he he didn't have to, and he said such lovely things about the podcast and about Stoke, Um, and and I let him down through a mistake. Um, So I I guess that's part of being a, a a fan channel outlet raw like not being a professional like you you, you're gonna make big mistakes um but learning from it is what important um if 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 that's a worst moment i i I think the worst consistent thing i mentioned editing uh but but again that's just a me thing and what i put myself through it's quite interesting with why 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 because i said um myself that the people who come on here likely it's the the first ever podcast they've done so they're not i don't want to say not well spoken because that's not true a lot of them speak ever so well but a lot of people um sometimes don't think on their feet quite as quickly as someone from the football ramble would i would say so it takes quite a lot of editing work for every hour i record it probably takes probably two or three hours for me to edit back um and that's long considering that i just heard that conversation <laughs> mm. but uh i the 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 worst thing consistently for me is making the jump for doing something new uh and and just so so starting this in the first place um i i was thinking about doing it at the start of 2019 it took me till may the end of the season um to get it launched just because i was i was i was trying to make it perfect and do it at the right moment and like a lot of things in life there there isn't a perfect moment you just got to do it um and just hope that people like it <laughs> um so i i think that that anxious feeling of making the jump like you've pressed the button to go live on your website you've launched your first podcast that you've never done before you you've you've thrown a new idea into the ring and you don't know what people are going to think about it that's the worst thing but it can quite quickly turn into the best thing as i'm sure people can imagine um and i'm assuming those are pretty similar for you dave yeah um i think definitely strong identify with the 
the horrors of, of lost or corrupt audio. <laughs> God knows that that happened. A very similar thing happened to me with Pottermouth, where we basically had to have a whole hour long conversation again. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a lost interview with John Akers. Uh, there was um, a lost, actually it wasn't lost. I managed to recover it just about, but the episode where we spoke to Dennis Smith, Gordon Banks and um, Terry Conroy, mm. that was looked momentarily lost and, God, that was devastating to think that that short bit of time we spent with Gordon Banks could be gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, thankfully, that that held up, and that was, yeah. You you definitely have those moments when you when you are an amateur at this, and uh, I think I put I, well, I have put down uh, under this question sort of my own amateurism. And that, yeah. that can be in sort of, sort of editing terms where I'll listen back to a podcast and uh, the audio hasn't quite synced up right. And so mm-hmm. I'm answering Tony's question before he's asked it or something. And I'll be like, oh, for God's sake, now I have to go back and uh, re-upload it and do this and do that. And uh, that's that's partly why I'm stopping doing it is because I don't, don't have the hours in the day to constantly correct my <laughs> own mistakes. Um and sort of, and also sort of, uh, on a sort of things you talk about on the podcast level, I I do sort of, I get so worried about like, oh well, no one's going to get that joke, or was I too harsh on Joe Allen that week? Yeah. And that ties into the other sort of difficult thing, which I think will be a more common experience with this podcast than with yours, because your podcast. It's essentially a celebration of Stoke City, mm. and it's it's less opinion driven. Although opi- the, you you do express opinions on it's it. It's different opinions. I understand. It's, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's it's normally things on your podcast that are out of your control, which is the worst thing. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly it. So people can give uh, opinions about their own experiences and their own uh, sort of favorite bits, least favorite bits about being a Stoke fan, and there's that people won't see them as being wrong answers because it's so personal to them. However, the nature of our podcast is it will be talking about uh, Stoke City, uh, again, being honest with our own opinions, but um, with it being so reactive, we, we do leave ourselves open to a lot more criticism in terms of the things we say. So sometimes, you know, most of the time I'm perfectly perfectly happy with what we put out i don't say anything i don't mean i don't uh deliberately try to be provocative um sometimes the, the most provocative i'll be is trying to be funny and maybe <laughs> yeah exactly may, maybe it not landing that way but with the podcast being what is particularly twitter as well i will i will be honest on twitter about what i think about stoke and all the rest of it but that leaves you open to a hell of a lot more criticism. And so the worst thing is not not the criticism so much as when it just descends into people being dicks outright. And mm. sometimes I, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know whether to high road it, take the moral high ground, just block, ignore, leave it be. Or I don't know whether to, and I have been guilty of this, maybe stirring the pot a bit with <laughs> sort of a sarcastic quote tweet or a... Um, sort of being disingenuous for the sake of it it, de- it depends on the person depends on the nature of the abuse because some people are are just outright looking to be a dick and mm. then there's there's people who maybe don't realize they're being dicks uh when they uh 
pull you up for a joke you made or something you said on the podcast um they they will kind of maybe try and dismiss you without thinking that's what they're doing and so uh, so sort of that kind of all sort of and, we, and again that is like two to five percent of our twitter interactions is is that negative stuff but it's still something that you just think oh fuck we won five one last week and you're having a go about the stupid simpsons gif i posted (laughs) piss off um so so that's that's the negative stuff out the way uh best bits uh i imagine your nige interview is up there because i i'm a bit i'm a big fan of that episode oh yeah uh, anything else a particular moment that stands out um if we're talking best episode i don't really have one as cliche as that's going to sound and as more cliche as this going to sound i appreciate every single person that comes on and tell their story because they're so different they are incomparable um but i tell you who i was most surprised by um i I mentioned lewis the sort of stoke slash coventry fan um he was 18 just turned 18 um and i i didn't know what to expect you know i i hadn't really um i'd i'd interviewed younger stoke fans but um i i didn't really know what he'd have to, what he'd have to say and i was just so surprised with how passionate how rational how level-headed and neutral he was um it it really made me proud of him in a way i i, mm. I i'm i'm not sure why it, like it's not as if he's my son or or or, or anything like that. He, he's he's just another Stoke fan. But I was so proud of what he said and how well he put himself out there. He said he got loads of abuse for you know being a fan of two clubs. And I'll be honest, it's something that I can't really sympathise with in a way. I, I, yeah. But um, he put his point across so well. He said, "Look, I'm a dual fan." I I don't have a go at you for for not being a dual fan. Can we not just get on with it? And that's an eighteen year old bloke. And I think there's some fully grown adult men and women these days that that disrespect other people so harshly for other people's opinions. It was just so refreshing to see a nice young lad like that. Um, uh, best bits we sort of mentioned them. I guess sort of meeting and interacting with different fans. It's it's just. I don't put anything out there or I don't ask any questions on the podcast that I don't genuinely want to hear the answer to. Mm. Like it it's it's genuinely really interesting for me to do. Um whether other people find it interesting, some people certainly do. Some people listen, I can quite understand if you listen to 15 minutes of why 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 and then switch off because it's not for everybody. Um but I I'd love doing it and I think that was why, certainly for some other um, stuff I was doing in, in the Stoke City media social space, um, some of it got repetitive and some of it got boring. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it at first um, or anything like that, but, but the fact is, with, with what I do, yes, I ask very similar questions every time, but because I'm speaking to different people, you get very different answers. And I'll be honest, it's great for me because I just sit and I speak for probably 5% of the podcast and the rest is done by you guys. So I, I it, from that point of view, it's very little effort. It's, it's, it's just content, as I say. It's almost sort of hidden away and archived and not 
expressed on a on a on a public platform. So that's that that's all it's doing. It, it's just retelling stories. It's it's very easy for me to make. It's very easy for you guys to talk about because you tell your own best story. Of course you do. Um, so that's that's one of the best things for me. And and I said like hearing people say they love the show. Like what's what's better than that? It's you know it's 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 better than a compliment about. I don't know the way you look or or anything like that. It's it wouldn't matter. Well, well, I I'm not saying I would either. Um, <laughs> but but like you're you're more likely to take a compliment well if it's about something that you've done rather than something that you have. Like yeah, like I don't know. You you have a lot of money or you have a nice accent or something like that. I mm. I have neither. Um, but but being complimented on something that I've done is just so rewarding. And yeah, that's that's the best thing for me. The, the the lift I get from this is great. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a fantastic way of, of putting it. Yeah, the, the the reward for something you've invested your your time, money, and energy into, and and being recognised for that, even if it's as, as small as a tweet or, yeah. um, in my own case, the the second sports podcast at the. Uh, British Podcasting Awards for Who Are You? Yeah, um, exactly. Just gonna flex. Um, <laughs> no, um, but in terms in terms of uh, this, I, I agree with so much of that. The the sort of the the the, rec- the recognition, sometimes literal in real life recognition of uh, you. You had uh, Marcus Blackpool Stokey on uh, one of your recent podcasts, and mm. um, how he met me was he uh, he was speaking to me and then re- recognize my voice and those those bizarre sort of situations that have been absolutely lovely uh of course like uh some of the interviews we've done so meeting gordon banks uh rick danny higginbottom liam lawrence uh been all fantastic i, I suppose the most bizarre thing was when we met Go- when i met gordon banks was being sat at a table in trentham gardens with Smith, Greenoff, Conroy, Skeels, Banks, and Nello, and just like I was, I didn't. I was like almost as starstruck by Nello as as everyone else, you know. Um, but yeah, that that was certainly a bizarre moment. Like the youngest person there by a good fifty years, I'd, I'd argue at the time. Um, yeah, that was lovely. I'd say, the, although the genuine best thing uh, for me is we, we talk about sort of establishing a sense of community and uh sort of the end of last year is something i'd sort of wanted to do for a while and i'd always worried about it coming across as disingenuous or not really from a place of wanting to do good but from a place of oh wanting to promote the podcast by doing something for charity but mm. i got so sort of downhearted by um the sort of general election and the the whole campaign and all the rest of it that um, I just whacked up a page and my own contribution to this is is literally two minutes work. Exactly. It was seeing everyone else uh, contribute to our Stoke on Trent food bank appeal and just just seeing like the the mon- the totalizer going up and up and up and going like one hundred percent, two hundred percent, and just seeing that kind of level of uh, that level of love and just 
support from Stoke fans who, who get like most of them would not have heard of our podcast or even listened to it, but just like that sort of sense of community is is something that something that can't be top really. So uh, that that was it for me, and I hope that either uh, with other podcasts or with other fan outlets or or maybe just um, by myself, uh, I can do more of that sort of hoping to do some genuine good for people mm. um and so that that was that for me i was gonna talk about sort of um fan organization and support briefly but before that mm-hmm. uh i've just been reminded of it uh, first of all uh if you want uh some lovely lovely craft beer uh beer52.com forward slash wizards for a free case of craft beer uh, your first one's free and it's really good stuff, and you help support the podcast by doing that. And if you want to support the uh, podcast for as little as 75p a month and get some bonus content along the way, patreon.com forward slash wizards of drivel. The Patreon uh, contains some of my favourite episodes ever, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the uh, one entitled A Good Oven, which was uh, me, Chris and Tony, very drunk after watching the Derby <laughs> game. And that I would class that bizarrely is one of my favorite ever times doing the podcast it's just like we were just drunk in his kitchen had a guitar out singing songs and just being absolute daft idiots and that was that was fantastic so uh we are slightly over the uh hour runtime right now but yeah uh, i'll just give us a couple of minutes then I, i just wanted to get your thoughts on um sort of fan organization how do you see that going because I think sometimes football fans are their own worst enemies in a sense of not supporting each other. Mm. Uh, so we get situations like the police treatment of Stoke fans, which was a big issue at the Luton game, or we get issues around prices of tickets or, the prices, or conversations around how the atmosphere is dying in football stadiums and all the rest of it. And I know uh, Unita is a very uh, conscious effort to address that from a Stoke fan point of view. But what do you see... Uh, do you see being a football fan as something that uh, has a sort of, I want to say, higher purpose? Um, mm. Do you see it as something where we need football fans need to be more active? Um, need probably no. I guess that that's not our purpose. I would say uh, that's not to say it's not our responsibility, though. Um, at the end of the day, we are representatives of Stoke City, whether you like that or not. And our actions, particularly, I, I cast my mind back to Stoke versus Vale. Uh, I, I, was it last year, I, I think? And we yeah. absolutely smashed their stadium up. And I went into work. Uh, I, I work in Nuneaton, so near Birmingham and Coventry. Um, and it made national news that we'd smashed up Vale Park. And mm. I was genuinely embarrassed to go into work. I was nowhere near the stadium. I was uh, so annoyed that I, day. Yeah, exactly. I was I was embarrassed of being a Stoke fan. I really was, and I I completely condone. No, the opposite of condone. What's the opposite of condone? I'm not even going to go there. I had to think about condemn. Condemn. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. See, I needed a search engine there. Um, yeah, I completely condemn anyone that 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 was involved in smashing up Vale Park. No, I know there's plenty of people that went and and 
weren't involved in that but yeah um yeah you talk about bloody being amateur yeah me right there um but yeah in terms of responsibility i think you're right unit has done a great thing uh the atmosphere down stoke was shit and we know it was um and we always said oh, it's 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 gonna take the team to do something about it you know we have to start playing well and to some extent that is true um but i think you need to are great at being that almost starting it off i know that the boothen has always been famous for that too um but but it's 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 changing people's mindset one person at a time like yeah be more proactive because people say it you get lots of people on twitter saying oh the atmosphere was crap today um wish stoke fans would cheer more well go and sit in your nita then because i bet mm-hmm. they don't um like if that's something you want to do go and be proactive about it rather than moaning about it um the same with the food bank appeal um something i want to touch on make a comment on um you said it was like sort of two minutes of work for you setting up a uh a just giving page or what have you um and i agree like yeah it's it's something as simple as that however it's it's a, a indirect reward of the platform you've built and the collection of stoke fans that that sort of fight your cause that was a drivel and and the fact that you posted something and they've you know respect you and the idea enough to go you know what, i'm putting my two cents in certainly did for me i could tell you if that was um a, a social media account that i wasn't a fan of i probably wouldn't have got behind that cause as as harsh as that sounds even though they're fighting for the same good thing um yeah, I don't yeah, know where I, I was know, going I know with that what one. You mean. I know, I, I, yeah. know, I know what you mean. Like, um, so, and, and that, and that was, and that was again, sort of, partly my my worry when I did it. It was like, oh, what, what about the uh, people on Twitter who don't like us? Are they yeah. going to respond to this? And you know, I don't know if they did or if they didn't, but um, it was sort of a uh, thing like, oh, have. I hope we're not too toxic that uh, people don't contribute. Yeah, exactly. All, all the rest of it, but um, yeah, uh, I think, and I think uh, actually, um, as a sort of, and now for my final thought, kind of point is that a lot of the time on social media, on platforms, on podcasts, uh, you, we don't uh, get a sense of people's underlying values or principles as often as we should. Mm. So when you're, yeah. you know, arguing on Twitter about whether bloody uh, Martin's Indy should play left back and then it gets heated and then you start calling each other names, then you lose a sense of perspective. You you don't know the, you know the story that that fan has been through. You don't know what their sort of core principles are. You don't know what you, you don't know what they're like as a person. And and so um, it's I think with everything that's going on, that sense of um, not wanting to judge people and understanding each other is kind of the first step we can all take. And it's probably the easiest step we can all take um, when it comes to being a football fan is recognising that these are these are people as well. These are fellow football fans, which, you know, it, again, tangent, but this is what frustrates me when people make jokes about Liverpool fans being victims because mm. it's... I, I, I get the dislike of Liverpool. I get being annoyed by, you know, arrogant Liverpool fans and entitled Liverpool fans. But then when it steps over into sort of Hillsborough comments and then you're like, God, 
can we not just recognize the humanity in one another right now and, and yeah. think about how we treat each other um and on that note i did put a tweet up last night uh if anyone this isn't like a you know huge sort of drive and appeal but if anyone is struggling with whatever um whether it's financial or emotional or personal our dms are always open if you want a chat or if you want to sort of get something off your chest or if you're struggling financially uh, due to maybe having a lack of money due to this um coronavirus thing if you're a freelancer maybe uh get in touch with us and hopefully maybe there there is someone who's listened to us chat and ramble for this last hour and a bit and who thinks i'm actually in a good place at the moment maybe i can give a little bit of money to a fellow stokey in need or uh can have a chat with a fellow stokey in need um uh there was someone on twitter who i won't name in case it embarrasses them who i know you've uh, spoken to as well who's been through a difficult time and and that's what that's what we can do it's ama- it's amazing we start these things with the intention of talking about that oat cake you had the night of the bolton 5-0 or the uh or the bloody tactical blunder jones made in his final few games and then you realize oh shit we actually can help people and uh communicate with people and have conversations like like we do so that is all absolutely lovely ben thank you so much for uh this first half of this weird crossover uh podcast <laughs> i hope uh you listener have found that uh interesting um i realize maybe uh, i'm already self-consciously thinking oh, are we just self-indulgently talking about our own podcast but i hope that's a an interesting peek behind the curtain and i hope you found something in that to sort of uh maybe spark some interest or you know, make you want to get involved with either of our projects, whether you want to be part of the Wizards of Drivel team next season or if you want to appear on the YYY files. Uh, ben, thank you so much. I will speak to you very soon on your platform. Nice one, Dave. Thanks for having me on Wizards. Go on, Stoke. Someone to show me to the door I'm a good enough with them